Welcome to another episode of the Sisterhood Debrief, where we discuss all things sisterly, godly, and ratchet. Okay. What's up, y'all? Hey, Welcome y'all. back to another week. I know. With us. I feel like it's been a minute, but maybe it hasn't. It really hasn't. It's mm-hmm. just been a week. The It's been a week, but also like this year is over. How did it get to the end of 2021? <laughs> yeah, it is like freaking November. De- it's November, December. I'm saying no, my mind is in December because there's a lot of happening things, things happening there too, but it's yeah. November. Yeah, like we're in the last 60 days of the year. What are we doing? What are we doing? I saw a post the other day and it was like, don't let people feel like if you're not doing nothing in the last... <laughs> 60 days, 60 days of not... the year uh-huh. did you post it no I didn't. no okay somebody else did and I was like they were like if you're resting if you're engaged in self-care that's something people doing. said in 2020 is it yeah <laughs> I like, saw I feel bad this year's been tough and they said I think the same things this year too like mm-hmm. don't be feel bad 2021 has been rough 2021 has probably been rougher for me than 2020 oh really yeah I feel like it was like work, I feel like I'm entering a season of I know God is telling me to move mm-hmm. and I'm not ready to. Mm-hmm. Like for personal comfort reasons, yeah. like I'm used to my job, but I know God is showing me over and over again that it is time to move on mm-hmm. to other things. And um, so that's always uncomfortable when you can, when God's literally pushing you at this point. Yeah. And knowing you have to move before He forces it. Because mm-hmm. I ain't trying to get fired. Listen. <laughs> I have been on a job where in my mind it was like create an exit plan, create an exit plan. I'm not gonna say God was telling me to, but then ultimately it was like I was forced out. Yeah. And it still worked out, but God probably was. It, yeah, yeah, it was just yeah. like you were comfortable, even though the place is toxic, or even though it's not good for your mental, emotional yep. health. Or you just God wants to put you in a position where you can be grown and developed or even you know see some increase yeah but because you're comfortable it's just like oh it's too much work to try to find let me tell you (laughs) applying for jobs is just it probably took me a whole month to just redo my resume because I have not had to do a a real resume in over eight years and like our internal resume like it kind of automatically updates when you get a new job so like plugs it in for you in our Mm -hmm. internal system so to write like an external resume and go back like what did I do in this position? What did I do in this position? Yeah. How can I write this so somebody can give that's <laughs> could take a chance on me because I'm trying to switch uh like I'm I want to stay in insurance, but I want to switch what type of insurance I do. Mm-hmm. I want to move into more specialized insurance. Okay. So like somebody hired me because I'm trying to do aviation insurance or oh, marine. You or... fancy. <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. Oh my god, <laughs> aviation, marines. Ooh. yeah marine. marines like not service but like boats and yeah. things like that the watercraft yeah. or cyber insurance yeah so your boats or cyber insurance which okay. is helping people with um your com- companies will buy it uh-huh. and they experience data breaches it provides them a level of protection if they have to pay people oh, trying to get paid paid okay so you know me i just want to leave one industry and go into the one that i'm most passionate about <laughs> my money is probably gonna decline actually but no that's really cool I mean 
Yeah. People, you don't talk, we don't talk a lot about those like different industries. Like mm-hmm. even how we talked about like Amber, your sister yeah. being in like the hospitality industry. We mm-hmm. don't, we don't teach kids about like options in insurance and, no. you know, things of that nature, even cybersecurity, because you mentioned yeah. that, but those are like really lucrative yeah. areas to work in. Yeah. I talk about all the time, like in the state of Georgia, mm-hmm. it's only one school that even offers like a risk management or insurance degree, which is UGA. Mm-hmm. And one, people don't think about insurance, even though everybody has to have it. Right. Um, like no options. Yeah. You like every insurance. person, every business, <laughs> like literally it's a federal requirement, state requirement everywhere. So insurance is going to be around yeah. forever. It's not going anywhere. I mean, if you live in Atlanta, then you know car accidents happen every day. And because people in Atlanta stay getting in car accidents, my insurance goes up whether yeah. I'm in accidents or not Pretty every much. year. I'm like, why did my premium go up? Well, because you live in such a high traffic area. High traffic area. Really? And we're in that subset of group. We're in that, uh, that age group. Yeah, age uh-huh. group. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, gender group mm-hmm. that is involved in lots of accidents. We're at higher risk. I, guess I love being a middle-aged African-American woman. Well, I hope 2021 ends on a good note for you and everybody else. Yeah. And 2022 brings all the stuff that you know you spoke. You know, what got to call you to do. I know, thing, right? honey. I got to move, though. Yeah. I feel you. Well, keep us on the prayer list. Me for just getting out of my regular job. And then Alex needs to just listen to the Lord. <laughs> um, <laughs> but okay so would you rather question you ready yeah i'm ready i think this is kind of a funny weird but like you know a real one like would you rather know all foreign languages okay or have the ability to talk to animals in my mind i'm saying all the foreign languages because business would be booming because i was to be a translator (laughs) obviously i would just be like oh yeah i could do business anywhere i can translate for anybody everywhere like the most remote language i can translate for you yeah um but it'll be cool to be able to talk to animals too like you see a dog coming stop don't hurt me yeah because it might go (laughs) (laughs) i just think about the doolittle Um, like them, them animals were so confused they were confused but I feel like I would be freaked out like if they responded like talking to them is one thing and them like mem- like physically reacting to your voice yeah because I mean I talk to Charlie my dog yeah. all the time and he listens and he does it with, but if he's like started talking back to me I would be so freaked out <laughs> I don't even know how to even take that yeah I can imagine so it would be much like that do little I'm thinking about the money honey <laughs> i would love to speak all foreign languages now yeah. the question is do i have to work to learn them or am i innately blessed I wake up one day with the opportunity <laughs> i will hope that you wake up one day right and you just you know, know i took six years of spanish and still Child. can barely hold a conversation <laughs> definitely not on conversation level i can I, understand something oh like, okay como estas estoy bien y tu oh i see i, I, I don't like, even know like can you slow down just a little bit yes talk a little too fast i caught some of those words but yeah. does that make sense anymore because you slow down or write it if you're not gonna slow down and say the words and enunciate yeah improperly conjugate <laughs> use no slang then 
write it down so I could take the time and read it. Cause that's one thing I was always good at. I could read it mm-hmm. and then I can translate it on paper. Mm-hmm. I can also like speak it if it's on paper. Yeah. Don't ask me if I know what I'm saying though, if I'm saying it out loud. But if I take a minute to look at it on paper, I'm good. It's yeah. real weird. But I think that's because of how we were taught. Yeah, I think it is how you were taught. Because we, when we were in Spanish class in high school, everything, we never had to like come, come, I was I say know. conversate. Oh, I hate that word <laughs> that y'all done made a part of the English vernacular. Yeah, I didn't make that word up. We had to converse. Yeah. With, we never had to do that. Like we, yeah, we never, never like talked to tests. each other. Nope. Mm-hmm. We, all of our tests were written. Um, and we never had to do oral presentations either. Yeah. The most oral we ever did was, I just remember watching Shrek a lot. And Selena. Oh, and Selena. But senior year Spanish. Shrek in Spanish? Yes, we watched We Shrek. did that? Yeah. But um, let me say, senior in Spanish, I was hardly in Spanish. I used to get a I pass. Told, I told the Chris that the other day. So I was like, I wasn't even there. I was like, I get a pass because the counseling office. Like, I, yep, told, I told I straight Chris to the counseling that. office. I was like. I have a picture. It's like us and like five or six of our other classmates. We literally sitting outside the counseling office. I see you chilling. Never. Ain't in nobody class. That's so sad. Is it though? Because we all graduated top 10. We did. did we need to they be in class? No. Probably could help learn Spanish. <laughs> we probably could have helped with learning. It probably would have helped with learning Spanish. Yeah. But we still passed. So yeah. And then I picked a degree um that didn't require a foreign language to graduate. Did you? I did. I thought I, all degrees required at least one them. foreign language. And we had to take Child, you if you are a, a science major, if you got a BS, a bachelor's of science, mm-hmm. which is what they deemed as criminal justice, don't know why it's a bachelor of science versus a bachelor of arts. Mm-hmm. Um, you did not have to take Spanish, you had to take statistics. Oh no, that makes sense because so I started off with a BA. So I got a BA in journalism and a BS mm-hmm. in psychology. And when mm-hmm. I added psychology, they made mistakes. Take stats and yeah. I I almost failed that class. I still don't know how to do statistics. Yeah. Don't ask me to do no research. I didn't have to take a foreign language. That makes sense. So I guess because I did be at first. Yep. I had to do both. Yeah. Well, that was funny. But um, yeah, I'm learning all the languages because Mandarin, please. Who who six, seven, eight figures just because I know how to speak to the Asian people? I think that is like after Spanish at work. I probably use a translator most for Mandarin. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. That's interesting. Yep. After Spanish. Hmm. Okay. Well, so I think like mean? if a man spoke Spanish, that would be attractive. Don't you think? Well, Chris speaks Spanish. He does. <laughs> Chris, I think, did he speak Spanish in your vows? Um, either he did or I did. And that well, was something did. that we had going on at the time. But when we went to Spain, Mm-hmm. He had a whole conversation with this guy at the restaurant. And I was like, oh, this is kind of like, yeah, that's attractive. <laughs> um, but no, he he is conversationally fluent. In oh, that's Spanish. really good. He sometimes, you know, sometimes he's has some, you know, breakdowns and stuff, but he studied abroad in Spain and in Portugal. So he knows some Portuguese as well. Oh wow, yeah, that's cool. It's like, okay, you better be smart because me over here struggling. One of us cannot this. One of us gotta know something. Don't take advantage of us. That'd be my biggest thing about traveling abroad, Uh really. It's like I don't want to get taken advantage of. Mm -mm. So it would be nice to know what they're saying. Yep. Okay. That was cool. So yeah. we ain't talking to animals because we don't want them to talk back. Yeah, we don't and we want to make money because we got all the languages down pat. Yep. No, I was like, uh, what are we talking about today? So today, like, okay, so 
I love YouTube. I, I watch YouTube a lot. She does. I don't. I watch YouTube. Love y'all though. Love y'all YouTubers. I love YouTube. <laughs> um, I probably watch, not probably, I watch more YouTube than I watch TV. Mm. Um, I love getting other people's opinions. I love hearing how other people think um, because I want to know it's easy to get stuck in how you think, you know, mm-hmm. because you, most of the time your friends are surrounded by people who think very similar to you because mm-hmm. y'all live in the same probably geographical area. So it's just similar background. This yeah. very similar, right? Mm-hmm. So I watched our YouTube to get other people's opinions, some our new skills, all that kind of stuff. And something that's very popular on YouTube, mm-hmm. like in the last year, okay, has like, we've mentioned him before, but it's like Kevin Samuels, right? Makes me itch. Or <laughs> people in particular men who have really come after women and saying well what's highly desirable or what's attractive to men so you can get a high quality man and half the time I feel like they're trying to talk about themselves and I'm like child who wants you nobody <laughs> wants you <laughs> and that doesn't that's not towards Kevin Samuels in particular no, but a lot true. of the people let me stop so we give shadow band or something <laughs> but it's for a lot of the people um on youtube have these conversations so Mm -hmm. i think it's very important that we have a conversation about what is seven traits or we're gonna do seven but traits are desirable for men because Mm -hmm. you know we have talked about dating on here that's part of our i would say like pillars Mm -hmm. i can't think of another word um is to help prepare our sisters for healthy relationships yeah and that's knowing just it's okay don't settle and to find to know what traits are like highly desirable because if you don't know, if you've never been exposed, then it's easy to settle for anything. Yeah. Or take someone's face value or their word without actions mm-hmm. as like truth. And sometimes, you know, through life we learn that just because somebody says something, their actions show them shows you something different. I personally would go with what their actions are showing me. Right. Because right. sometimes words don't mean nothing. So okay. we're gonna go through our list. Seven traits of a highly desirable man. Yeah. Dun dun dun. Y'all See ready? if you on this list. I'm joking. <laughs> They're gonna be like, why she's so aggressive? She she the married one. <laughs> That's why she can be aggressive, to be honest. Because Listen, I feel like, you know, at this point, I'm not coming back out into the wild. <laughs> the wild. I can't. <laughs> okay. What so our first one is he has to be god-fearing obviously i was hesitant because i know everybody's like oh we got here we go with the churchy da, 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 da. but that's yep. what i mean my thing is that's the basis of our platform it that first of all number one so if you're on here you're, you're not gonna take god out of anything sisterly godly what's that real if don't bring nothing to me because i'm gonna put god in if you don't want <laughs> oh, jesus yeah. in it if you don't, don't come to me don't ask me because did you pray about it did you open your bible it's about jesus <laughs> over here okay uh, and it got to be because when it wasn't, it was real ghetto Let and ratchet you. over here. So, um, but I personally feel like that's the foundation for everything. If I have yeah. to look back on every relationship I've been in, yeah. which is few, I've talked to a lot of guys, but, but mm-hmm. prior to getting married, I was, I have three very distinct relationships that yeah. I spent a lot of time in, in my adolescence and young adulthood and the starkest difference mm-hmm. by far is the fact that the person that I ended up with mm-hmm. married to mm-hmm. had a Christian faith-based biblical foundation right does it mean he's perfect 
right. doing all of the right things no but was he the first man to ever pray for me over me absolutely first mm-hmm. person to open his bible when I had like some spiritual stuff happening in my life yes and like that stuff that you don't really see Mm-mm. that much I get the opportunity to see that much yeah. when you're dating different people so that that's why that would be number one for me yeah I agree God-fearing is important, mm-hmm. but it's not the end all be all. Just be like, oh, just because he's a God-fearing man, he's he gotta be it. No, no, so it's, no it's other things too. <laughs> so throw that out there. Um, because I've been like Brittany, I haven't been in a lot of relationships, but every relationship I've been in has been like long term, mm-hmm. to be honest. And um two of them, I would say, were probably more religious, mm-hmm. biblical based than the other mm-hmm. one of them was still <laughs> super trash like we can't open a bible and then have <laughs> <laughs> the thing. sir okay and y'all can guess who that is because anyway <laughs> um and then the other one he still like dabbled in what i would now now that i've learned it would be way more occult stuff okay like witchery mm. type stuff and i now i look back and like that was not of the lord mm. but he went to church and he still prayed over me and, and he did all those things marry the two yeah and they do yeah. like and you have to understand what you're dealing with with that mm-hmm. um and sometimes you don't know like i said i didn't know at the time like the dangers of stuff like yeah. that yeah yeah um but so I'm saying that to all this to say that just because he's God fearing, just because he goes to church, just because he serves in church, does not just automatically make him a highly desirable. Yeah. Because there's more to a person than just this one facet. Just like there's more to you than just loving the Lord. Um, and like that goes on to say, add on, like, and don't let somebody just say I'm spiritual oh and things like that. Please like, don't. First of all. Demons. that's a red flag to actually. me spiritual like spiritual what what spirits you talking to because demons are spirits too so i need to know what spirits you're dealing Facts. with um because it makes a difference because honestly we get real biblical spirits are just looking for some level of vacancy mm-hmm. to attach themselves to <laughs> so you got you you could start dealing with stuff that you had no idea you was about to walk into mm-hmm. and then you wonder why you depressed or dealing with some form of addiction yeah. or depressive thoughts or anxiety mm-hmm. and it's like who have you connected yourself with and allowed some of those spirits to come into Thanks. into your space Thanks. and now you're gonna have to do the work to get yourself um delivered yeah so we gotta make sure that he's god fearing that he has a true relationship with the lord because also just because he goes to church don't mean anything either there's trash people go to church yeah um so make sure he actually has a real relationship with god he's yep. praying that um that you pray too so that you can really hear the lord and have a clear sound mind when you're making decisions yeah definitely god fearing yeah after that because that's the foundation right yeah so like, like this is bare minimum this yeah. is not like this is not what puts him over the top no. god fearing is you coming up to me saying hey how you doing you look beautiful today can i have your number sorry for the people who don't believe in stuff like that but not that i'm gonna ask you literally like hi i'm Brittany. are you god fearing no but that is one of the first things that i'm gonna look for yeah you know after we maybe start talking get to know each other conver- com- com- i'm about to say conversate again <laughs> y'all are evil <laughs> Oh my gosh, I hate that word so much. But after we begin to converse and talk and stuff like that, mm-hmm. I need God to come up 
in one of our first few conversations. Yep. And I need it to come up in a way that will lead into like conversations about, oh, so you're a man of God. Like, what does that mean for you? You know, how does God orchestrate your life? What what is his role in your life right now? Because I mean, I just feel like if that's not an integral part of your life, then how can you lead me as a potential you know, long in a potential long-term relationship or in a marriage, right? And guide me and then our children. Again, everybody doesn't think that far ahead because that's like the narrative now. Like, we don't meet people or talk to people and immediately think of marriage. Sorry. I mean, if that's your intention, if that's if your that intention, can, you might not marry that person, right? But knowing that your your desires today, I know me. that's not like a thing nowadays where people are dating for like marriage or you don't mm-hmm. go into it immediately thinking about marriage yeah but if that's your goal then right? that's what you should be thinking about yeah so honestly it's not like, gonna be like <laughs> i'm gonna marry this person but i do desire to be married so i'm dating with attention yeah and it keeps you from going off path yeah like if i know that it is important for the person that i end up with to have a genuine authentic relationship with god mm-hmm. then i'm not going to get sidetracked by how he looks, even how he treats me. I don't care if he treats yeah. you like the queen of, you know, whoever. Right. If there's no God in that, it doesn't matter. Right. If that's not what you want. If that's not what you want. Because really I mean, just wasting your time and saying you stuff up a heartache. Right. Been there, done that. Absolutely. <laughs> whole relationship where somebody decided to be a whole different religion. I'm about to lose my religion trying to be with, be with them. Yeah. No, that we're not doing this. that. Anyway. Number two. So, yes, number two, <laughs> which is super important. I think it's like multifaceted. The mm-hmm. second one, mm-hmm. it's important that he has a growth mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, that because no one's stagnant, nobody wants to be stagnant in yeah. life. And it's nothing worse than you being goal driven, you wanting to grow and feeling like you're dragging your partner with you. Yeah. Like nobody wants to deal with that their whole life. Like you feel no. like you're dragging somebody behind you just to do the bare minimum thing and not dealing with it. Yeah, like that's not attractive. Number mm-hmm. one. I feel like most women are ambitious too, though. So it's women like are, yes. women are very ambitious and it's not like there's no end goal. There's no, there's nothing that's mm-hmm. good enough. But when we're thinking about, you know, achieving goals mm-hmm. and establishing like a legacy for, you know, ourselves, our mm-hmm. families, whatever, we do want somebody to match that energy. So to yeah. get with a loser, as my mother would say, because <laughs> um, everybody before Chris was a loser. Sorry if y'all happen to watch the podcast. Right. I don't think y'all do. But um, right. <laughs> but it's like when you find yourself with someone who's not on the same wavelength. Yeah. Like I'm out here, I'm grinding, you know, mm-hmm. I'm working towards something. I'm getting my education because that's a huge disparity too when you're thinking yeah. about, you know, women who have, um higher higher levels of education yeah not to say that a man who is maybe more into a trade right cannot still be um on the same on that same level but there has to be something that matches up mm-hmm. between the two so if I'm getting up out of bed at seven o'clock and working on this craft that craft going to a job trying to climb the corporate ladder what exactly are you doing if you're still in bed at, at noontime yeah you know are simple things like you want this thing to happen but yeah. you're not doing anything to make it happen <laughs> yeah like you just keep setting your goals over and over again mm-hmm. you definitely I think it's important 
to be goal driven mm-hmm. to be like okay these are my goals and this is my plan right but then what action steps are you taking to yeah. reach those like it's cool just to have it written down or in your mind or whatever but if you're not actually doing something about it you're wasting then what's my point? time and yours absolutely and when I think of growth mindset I think back to like my time in education so mm-hmm. we teach kids that growth mindset literally is coming up against something that is challenging Mm-hmm. and making a choice to overcome it yeah. to uh you know have show some level of conviction mm-hmm. problem solving skills like okay so I really yeah. really really wanted to get into medical school I'm gonna have to use Chris for this my husband because this is like the closest example that I have of a man doing something more because it even I had to learn that it was okay for him to grind as hard as he did but this man applied yeah. for medical school um took the MCAT like five times and failed so that's a growth mindset because he could have easily been like this ain't for me it's not for me and at one point in time I was like so if it's not gonna work out what are you gonna do are you gonna go like teach because that was really all he could do with the degree that he had he needed medical school in order to achieve the goal that he wanted to achieve and he was like no like I am going to reapply I'm going to take the test again I'm going to study again right um and for me that showed me how not to be stagnant because again yeah as the man he's leading yeah and setting the foundation for what it looks like for us to move forward as a family but absolutely like fall down what they say fall down seven times get up eight yeah which really doesn't make sense because you fall down seven times you got to get up seven times but (laughs) oh yeah no because i guess it's well yeah because you Mm -hmm. be standing eight because you'd be like stand there first and then fall yeah (laughs) but yeah either way keep getting up like there you know if you have a goal go after that goal don't just sit there and talk like what do they call the people the guys who are like um dreamers i for there's a name Mm -hmm. that the older generation would call um people who just were like they just dream they have dreams they don't go after and they don't do anything to actually achieve them that is not a highly desirable man that's not it's not the one who gets up does the work does the research makes the connections yeah you know fails a few times continues to try like those are the kind of men that women do seek after because it shows that even in a relationship if you come up against something that's Uh, tough yeah you have the capacity to take it on yeah deal with it and problem solve to make it better so yeah and problem solving includes knowing when to pivot and when to be like no I can do this Mm -hmm. because we're not gonna be like I'm trying to be a rapper and we're 45 well first of all I went so, down a rapper a growth but, mindset for realistic <laughs> realistic yeah goals. but it's knowing when to pivot to mm-hmm. knowing being like okay like even for me now like being in my job mm-hmm. and it's like okay I know what my end goal is is if I stay in corporate America if I stay in insurance I'm going to be in upper level management that yeah. will be my end goal there right mm-hmm. it's not happening at the company I'm at for several different reasons okay it's time for me to pivot where do I want to pivot to how can I effectively pivot mm-hmm. instead of just being like well this is the hands out this is the cars I was still I'm right. just gonna sit out here like no okay yeah. how do we move forward how do we bounce back from this how do we change direction if need be yeah. um to keep moving forward towards whatever that goal is or whatever we desire or know when to change that end goal to something else if life happens we all grow we might 
find new things we desire to do or new passions and like I really want to do this now and, and not a like a fleeting thing though mm-hmm. not like you know he got a new thing every month right but like truly a passion that he's shown like real interest in yeah. and he you're gifted he, for it you're yeah, gifted for it. Like, that he can know. easily pivot into yeah I think that's very desirable someone who is always not not necessarily hustle mindset mm-hmm. but like kind of hustle mindset yeah like going after what he what he wants what he desires absolutely having a, a good balance of you know doing the work yeah and putting in you know the action steps for this particular mm-hmm. goal yeah but also understanding the meaning of like self-care and rest so there is yeah. a balance there a balance. we ain't talking about dude who just 24 7 24 7 wake up when it's time to go to sleep and sleep never when he did type of good dude yeah like, that's, that's not it we already <laughs> talked about that before that is not we it. are not doing that no. but i think that also kind of ties into a little bit into the next yeah it does. it's like okay so why are you doing these things so it's always awesome to do you know have these goals and try to achieve things for yourself yeah but it's even more amazing and what makes a man really really desirable is when you know that he's establishing the legacy for his family mm-hmm. so the third highly desirable trait of a male would be being family oriented yeah um taking care of your family loving you, your family there's nothing more attractive than seeing a man be like all oh, cutesy with a little kid it is so cute <laughs> and i think that's because women are automatically like considered the nurturer yeah like it's our responsibility we yeah. carry the kids we we you know we feed the children using our bodies if we choose to do so yeah like we're the ones who are typically always missing like the burden yeah, yeah. and then men are stereotypically known to kind of be more oh i'm just gonna make sure i go to work so they got food to eat right and there's not really a balance there but when you see it when you see a man who's like holding the baby feeding the baby yeah. or like when the when the babies get older and they're like you know holding them up and like you know going places and making yeah. time for them like you a man who would take off of work though we want him to be goal oriented and goal driven yeah. and have a growth mindset a man who will take off of work so that he can make sure he's at his child's like game recital not yeah. everyone specifically right but like just a few things when you are showing up for your children yeah that is the sexiest thing like yeah. ever for me, me for sure because i'm like okay you're willing to sacrifice a pto day or maybe losing money that day <laughs> right to be here for your kids um but i think even beyond kids like how do you treat your mama definitely how you treat your the people how do you closest treat your to parents you. <laughs> how do you treat the people closest uh-huh. to you yeah because i think it just says a lot of about it you can't say i love this person and you treat them like trash because mm-hmm. you're not about to treat me like trash so right not gonna happen yeah where where are you making time for like i don't know what is what does family time look like for you are you going home on the holidays it kind of goes back to the um conversations surrounding like friends who don't have long-term relationship friends yeah if i were dating a guy and they never were visiting their parents or talking to their parents on the phone yeah then I, there would be questions and I know that there are different circumstances of course maybe you're orphaned maybe you are adopted um yeah. maybe you know there's things that you just kind of 
have you know trauma or things with their family but that also goes into another (laughs) highly desirable trait that we'll talk about in a second but there should be some level of commitment to family even if it's because you've had such a traumatic experience growing up that you now want to break that generational curse Mm -hmm. or cycle with you know whoever you choose to end up with in a relationship and not even just maybe for whatever reason your best friend's family has become your family yeah like what is your relationship with your elders to be honest like mm-hmm. the people you look up to the people yeah. who are guiding you um that is important yeah because my family is important to me i would mm-hmm. say that my family is very important to me i spend a lot of time with my family yeah i don't want it to ever feel i it's easier for someone to understand when they've been in those shoes mm-hmm. for them not to like question like why do you do this why do you spend so much time with them yeah. what does that look like I mean, we see it with my sister now. It's kind of hard when both of y'all are super family oriented. Cause we'd be like, uh-uh. <laughs> you, you, want the, you want the dinner with them last week. <laughs> y'all better eat dinner with us today. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, like watching her relationship with her fiance, it's like beautiful how both of them are very much family oriented and they mm-hmm. love their families. And I know it's hard for them to split the time between the both, both of us. Yeah. And his family, and our family. Um, so they do a lot of joint things. Yeah. Um, Man, that can be so. challenging, but then you find a way to make it work because again, the family is important. Yeah. Um, and the joint part of it is probably the most beautiful thing ever because now you found a way to bring the two things that you love the mm. most into this new established entity. Right. Um, and yeah, because I definitely was checking out um both mamas at the um, uh, yeah. bridal shower, and I was like, this is so cool. Like mother-in-laws who are getting along and yeah. not being catty and not coming for mm-hmm. each other. I love that. Um, so yeah. family oriented is definitely a must, mm-hmm. whatever that looks like for you, because yeah. again, it's like you could have. For me, I didn't grow up with my family being super cohesive. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of traumatic things that happened in my family from the time I was little until literally me and Chris coming together in a marriage. So mm-hmm. his family was super tight knit, a lot larger than mine, whereas mine was a little bit smaller and mm-hmm. we didn't always spend a lot of time together. So some of the dynamics had, took some time to get used to. So yeah. even if there's like some some separation or some some trauma there Mm -hmm. the willingness and openness to develop a more family oriented mindset is still highly desirable yeah being shut off and saying why you spend so much time with your family or why you always at your sister house or you know i don't want no kids because the way i grew up i ain't like the way my parents treated Mm -hmm. me and i don't want to do that to my children yeah Uh, okay cool that's your right but you are not it for me yeah because I'm going to have children and I'm just going to learn from the things that my parents might've done with me that I did not like, or did not do well with or respond well with. And I'm going to change that, you know, for the next generation. So that openness and willingness is super important. Yeah. Which flows into the next one, Mm -hmm. which is willingness to openly communicate. So communication (laughs) in any relationship is highly important and love has nothing to do with it yeah love has nothing <laughs> at to this do. point if your communication sucks it's horrible it's yeah like if you need communication in everything mm-hmm. work family yeah. friends all of it everything anytime you're dealing with another human you're gonna need communication effective mm-hmm. communication open communication mm-hmm. that is how you effectively problem solve which we previously mentioned um that is how you discuss like maybe you both one or both of you guys have gone through something traumatic with your family yes. and how we navigate this newness mm-hmm. um but communication 
is like he has to be able to openly communicate with you, not shut you out. And all of us deal with um, things differently when they yeah. first happen. So mm-hmm. I think there is some respect in saying, processing. you know, in processing mm-hmm. a situation, like we're having an argument, like, look, I need to step away. That's fine. That's not him saying I need, I'm not, he's not open to communication because actually he communicated that he needs to step away right. before the situation escalated in even further. Exactly. Um, but if he never wants to come back to the conversation, then that is the issue. He should at some point want to circle back around so you guys can find a solution to whatever mm-hmm. the situation is or be like, look, let's agree to disagree or whatever, however you want to come to a solution amongst y'all, whatever the situation is. Yeah. Um communication is the bare minimum up there with being god-fearing yeah pretty much. <laughs> um because just being because just being able to say how you feel or share your feelings or your thoughts or opinions with somebody is important mm-hmm. but then there is like a step up because effective communication right is very different from just generally communicating you right especially in a relationship you have to figure out the best way to communicate with the person that you're with right so that they receive what you're trying to say because otherwise mm-hmm. you know people get very defensive they shut down yeah things of that nature but in alignment with that you a lot of us go into relationships i'm gonna say us because i think women in general do this go into relationships expecting that the person Mm -hmm. in that relationship is supposed to read our minds yeah um but what i've learned since being married is also guys tend to have that same mindset they think think we're supposed to know what they need and what they want without them telling us Mm -hmm. and ironically enough will come back at us and say i can't read your mind like yeah. you expect me to read your mind so on both ends with both genders on both you know mm-hmm. you know parts of the spectrums of the relationship like communication is severely important i'm talking about communication down to how you like certain foods cooked right. uh you know like who is going to do certain things around the house if y'all are that far into the relationship yeah. and y'all are spending that much time together yeah um how do you like to be loved on some people don't yeah. like to be touched some people prefer to be touched some people don't like pda some people prefer it you know let's talk about our childhood traumas Hmm. right if you are dating somebody and you've been together for a while Mm -hmm. and you don't understand why they behave a certain way in certain instances there is likely some trauma there have we had a conversation about that and is he willing to actually open up and discuss it with you if not is he open to going to see a therapist yeah because if you're not going to share it with me, it has to be shared with somebody who can give you some tangible solutions on how to fix it right. so that we don't miss out on the beauty, the beauty that this relationship could be yeah. because you're always shutting down or you're always walking off or you're always avoiding conflict mm-hmm. because you don't know how to handle it due to whatever you've experienced in your past. Right. Um, I don't, we can go on about communication. Because yeah, <laughs> it's such a big topic. It is. It is. A lot of men don't like to talk. Yeah. And yeah. knowing when is the best time to talk. And that comes with a relationship too. as you grow and get to know the person beyond mm-hmm. what they tell you. Mm-hmm. But in the beginning stages, I feel like that's when you're the most excited. So if he's not willing to communicate in those first few months, to me, that would be a red flag because that's yeah. normally when people are the most open. Um, that's when you spend the most time talking because you're just the most excited about this new relationship. Yeah. So if he's just like shuts down about everything, only wants to ask you questions, never wants to answer questions, is not willing to go deep. Like sometimes it's like he'll communicate, but only on surface level stuff. 
he's never willing to have a deep conversation and y'all two three months in for me that would be like something like okay what's here why do you not feel like you can't open mm-hmm. up because maybe there's a maybe there's just something there that he doesn't feel comfortable with yeah or he just doesn't know how to yeah um which if he desires to do it I think that's great and that's something that can be worked on but if he has no desire to ever become and to have open communication yeah. that would be a red flag because yeah. some people never had to do it before so they'd be like I don't even know how to do this I don't know how I feel comfortable doing it because yeah. something new but as long as he but I want to do it so I feel like there's always that willingness to learn the willingness to grow go back to the growth mindset that's always like desirable like okay we could work through this mm-hmm. but if he's just like a brick wall nah yep because a lot of times I mean I've heard men say I don't we didn't talk about my feelings in my household yeah and when I'm counseling some of my therapy clients um are doing a lot of times it's the premarital counseling mm-hmm. that I'm doing with couples <clears throat> and we're talking about communication mm-hmm. that's one of the main reasons that comes up Growing up, their parents did not ask them about their feelings, did not ask them how they felt about anything. If they were crying, it was a stop all that crying up, yeah. before I give you something to cry about. Yeah. And that was probably on both ends, you know? Well, female but, yeah. My mama said Yeah, I mean, I've gotten that too. But I feel like as women, we are more open because we feel like if we don't get it out, we're going to probably tear some stuff up. That's but for men, they, they learn to really cope with the fact that, hey, I, as a man, what defines a man is keeping all those feelings and those emotions to myself mm-hmm. because letting it out, crying, yeah, complaining, not- anything like that, sharing personal stuff is not manly. Yeah, it's not. That's I think. so. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that we are finally reaching a place Getting in society where we have mm-hmm. moved away from that. Mm-hmm. Um, because we see that it's not healthy. Mm-hmm. There's so many things that older generations dealt with privately, men, because they didn't feel like it was okay for them to open up. Yeah, I'm glad we're moving away from that. So, but that goes to like our next one, which is number four, five, mm-hmm. five. five, which is honesty. Why are you always lying? <laughs> like, this is another one to say it's a foundational thing. Oh, I had to say that, but I mean, come on. Just tell the truth. 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 It's that's in every aspect. That's just not like, oh, some deep, like cheating stuff. But honestly, how do you feel about me? Right. Honestly, that what is part, the, especially yeah. in the beginning. Like, honestly, <laughs> tell me how you feel because I don't want to be dragged along mm. um and i'd rather a man tell me straight up in the beginning um whether he's what he's really looking for just mm-hmm. don't tell me what you want me to hear like what are you really looking for like look i do want to be married at some point in the future but i don't see that happen for another five to ten years therefore i can make a decision that i might may or may not want to continue this because i have a desire to get married before then right or i don't see myself really having getting married or I having children having children or you're cool but I don't know if I necessarily see something romantic mm-hmm. with you yeah. like you need a man who's just not gonna tell you what you want to hear you need a man who's gonna really be honest and truthful with you because that's what you deserve if if you say do I look fat in this dress he should tell you whether or not the dress looks nice on you <laughs> <laughs> that is a oh, that's a personal thing because I used to ask Chris that question all the time and he would tell me the truth and I wasn't ready. 
Yeah, like, I was like, <laughs> but now, I, don't be I, asking questions already. You got a little thick, babe, but you still look good. Oh, uh, no, you just told me that this dress don't look good on me, and I'm offended now. But <laughs> technically, I asked you the question. Yes, don't ask questions you're not ready to <laughs> answer for. Right, that, that, that part, ladies, don't do that. Because sometimes we want to know the truth, but if we really not Fishing ready. for compliments. Yeah, <laughs> we, if you don't, if you're not ready to hear the truth or ready to do something about it, I just believe that you just let it go till you're ready to. No, but seriously, like get you somebody who is going to be honest with you. If something, yeah. you know, joke not with notwithstanding, if something doesn't look good on you, if the hairstyle isn't something that fits you or is becoming right. of you, if there's a particular behavior that you as a woman mm. dist- uh, displays, mm. there shouldn't be a dude who's with you that's going to let you be out here looking crazy right and not tell you like hey that's not becoming of you like I know you're better than that I feel like you can you know like you could have took the high road like yeah that correction out of love not out of a controlling standpoint trying to tell you what to do but out of love and respect for who you are is extremely attractive and a lot of men shy away from that and I'm be honest I feel like this kind of will shift the conversation a little bit because as women a lot of times we will shut men down for mm-hmm. sharing on that level of honesty with yeah, us. If can. they're telling us like what they like, what they would like to see us mm-hmm. in or what our hair could look like, we can become offended yeah. because we think they're trying to like tell us what to do, how to dress, what to look like. Right. Or even when it comes to like our behavior in public, because yeah. I know <laughs> there have been times in public where I have popped off said something that Mm -hmm. you know maybe I normally wouldn't say because somebody really you know upset me and then come back home and my husband's like you could have handled that better and now I'm popping off at him like no because this person did but the reality is he's he knows me he knows who I should be right he knows who the representative that most of us will put on for a man until we get mad Um, like that's who they have come to know us as and that's who they love that's the potential that they see to be like this you know woman who can go out and carry herself well Mm -hmm. until somebody makes us mad and they're gently correcting that and we can take offense to that so it will shut a man down if I'm like yeah you don't get to tell me how to do this what to do with that or you know how to act in public but the reality is if you're in this relationship for the long haul that man is recovering it is absolutely his responsibility and his place to kind of give you feedback on things that you may not be doing that are appropriate and that's where honesty comes in it can be misconstrued as controlling or you know unnecessary criticism right criticism but it's honest and you have to be open to that you have to be um willing to receive that Mm -hmm. you have to be willing to to grow from that or you're gonna get somebody who's steady lying to you telling you that things certain things are okay um are telling you that they like certain things and that's not necessarily their truth yeah or they don't say anything Uh, that part because that could be even worse they just don't say nothing at all they just don't open up because it what you were saying makes me really think back to like my mom my mom was very much like when you leave this house you're representative of Mm -hmm. me and that's what happens when you're in a relationship. You yeah. become representative of each, of other, each other. Get married, become representative of your family. Yeah. So it's like, okay, now by what I'm and I like how like you said Chris corrected you when you got home. Mm-hmm. Like I think it's one oh, thing yeah, when you correct me in public, <laughs> like back up before you get this fire too. But I think like having a conversation at home or in the car, like mm-hmm. especially when things have calmed down. Yeah. And you'll be receptive. And he's like very aware. Mm-hmm. It's like 
I think that's healthy mm-hmm. and that we should be open to that because no, he knows <laughs> don't correct me in public because you about to get this too yeah like don't do that don't but no and i think that's how even on like our jobs like who wants their boss to come and berate them in front of the Other entire people. staff right take me into your office like uh, as an educator i've always appreciated principals who will have the parent come in their office blow up about something that I have done Mm -hmm. and then when they bring me into the office with that parent they stand by me even if they don't agree with what I did they support me and then as soon as that parent leaves okay now Miss Jackson you know this is what could have happened this is what should have happened let let it be clear that I support you and I'm going to make sure the parent knows that but like it's the correction. same it's the same yeah. thing correction yeah. because they want to see you number one represent us well right. number two i know you can do and be better number three yeah. like i love you you know and if i didn't love you i would just let you be out here looking crazy and i probably wouldn't be with you <laughs> that part <laughs> that part so with that like accept honesty for what it is right. um i think it's also important to you know that as women we can communicate how we receive honesty because you know y'all virgos y'all be real brutal okay um and us emotionally aware sagittarius sometimes can't take it i was like this <laughs> i dated a gemini and he would cool. tell me all the time he would be like this is a moment where you, you don't have to be so it's honest. like so freaking because he'll just ask me like simple things like <laughs> i don't know just like random stuff that you could just like oh that's nice or just drop that ego and i'll be so honest because it's who i am i'm very honest you person and your brother i'll be like uh, <laughs> i'm telling you how it is yeah He's like so nice. it is important for like i would need to i don't have to do it with you but i definitely have to do it with chris like i have to tell him like okay you can be honest with me but like say it in a way where I'm able to receive it and my feelings don't get hurt because I'm a very emotionally driven person and my feelings will definitely get hurt and I feel like you really don't like me don't love me and I'm gonna say oh my gosh (laughs) yo (laughs) not that serious I'll be like look I'm just you know my heart I say this all the time like you know my heart if something comes out harsh just know it's coming from a place of love yeah and if I, I didn't care about you I ain't saying this at this point we know y'all at this point but yeah. I'm just saying especially in newer relationships yeah it can't come off like harsh it like, can be very harsh and there's nothing wrong with that you just have to teach the person how to you know again communicate with you and show you yeah what needs to be shown without causing harm and that's yeah, you know yeah. most people um which brings us to number six yes emotional awareness yes <laughs> a man who is emotionally aware whoo yes now ladies going to be honest this might be one that you have to be willing to teach yeah right? i feel like yeah it goes back to what we said earlier men not being taught how to yes. open up and share their emotions yes. so it's hard for them to really be emotional aware especially of their own emotions Mm -hmm. i think it's easier for them to recognize yours yeah but when to recognize their own Mm -hmm. because they have suppressed it for so long yeah um teaching a man that being emotionally aware does not make them also emotional has probably been one of one i would probably say one of the top three challenges in my own marriage Mm -hmm. um but it's it is once they get to that point if they're not already there once they get to that point they are it's almost like they become like 
I don't want to say Superman because we just talked about Superwoman syndrome, but like they become like a super Saiyan version of themselves. I don't know nothing about Dragon Ball Z or Pokemon and them things like that, but that's the (laughs) only correlation that I have right now. Yeah. Um, But then it's just, it, it places them on like another level when you know, you can look at me and tell that something is wrong, whether you address it or not, you know, something's wrong. And that allows you to move accordingly. Yeah. Not even with your partner, but we go back to being family oriented with your children. Because I think one of the biggest damages that we can do to children is ignore the emotions that they have and chalk it up to, you know, childlike behavior versus treating it like real true authentic Mm -hmm. emotions that are caused by different things in their environment are within themselves right um and a man who is able to tap into that and ask their children like how do you feel today why are you upset why are you crying versus that tough like tough love kind of a parenting I think that is like I don't know or knowing when to balance tough love yeah with knowing that this is a conversation that needs to be had about why your child is acting that way mm-hmm. um because you just like you know the moments and that goes back to being emotionally aware and yeah. knowing your child's typical behavior and when something's a little off mm-hmm. you're like okay this isn't normal let's have a conversation about this versus the normal child life stuff that you just be like okay now absolutely and, absolutely but yeah him being emotionally aware is just it's going to help take I feel like take your relationship to another level mm-hmm. because you guys will be able to do all the other things easier. You're going to be able to communicate easier yeah. when they're yes. able to really be aware of how they truly feel and not just boil it down to a mad, angry, sad, yeah. like what is all that stemming from? Yeah. It, it reminds me of that chart. I don't know what it's called in psychology where it has like the iceberg. Oh, maybe. Is it iceberg? It's a circle. I don't know. What it's okay. <laughs> it's a circle and it, t- it gives you like on the outer ring, it says like, angry sad uh-huh. happy yeah. and then like when you come in it has smaller, smaller pieces like i really feel like more specific of, like how you feel isolated yeah alone, alone yeah. things like that long mm-hmm. i think lonely might be on the outside but like what is yeah. what do you mean you feel lonely mm-hmm. um him like really tapping into those bigger words yeah um of those bigger emotions I don't know if that's the right word, but <laughs> tap into that and really being able to express how he feels. Yeah. Um, and knowing when you may need some extra emotional mm-hmm. support or whatever you need when you're feeling, you know, yeah. going through things because we all go through stuff in life. Yeah. We yeah. all experience all emotions. Being able to explain how you can support him through those things. Because yeah. I think that's another thing because a lot of times, again, going back to um some of the other behaviors that we've previously talked about already mm-hmm. men can shut down yeah. and will walk away and a lot of times that doesn't work for women because we yeah. automatically think abandonment or you're leaving yeah. or whatever but if that's the space that they need yeah being able to understand him being able to communicate that number yeah, one communicate it. but then mm-hmm. being able to understand that and give it to him will truly like shift the dynamics of conflict in your relationship Mm -hmm. so just really understanding like okay how can I support how can I tell my partner my girlfriend my wife whatever how she can support me when I'm feeling like a failure when I'm feeling Mm -hmm. lost when I'm feeling out of control when I'm feeling you know like I need space from her what does that look like because if you don't communicate that to the woman it's it's automatically going to be oh 
you don't want everyone to talk you don't every time we have something going on you shut down yeah da, 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 da. which is still something that I feel like women can work on as well yeah and allowing and creating safe spaces for men to feel like well you know they have big feelings and emotions too yeah give them the space to share it but at the same time men can be uh helpful in that situation by yeah. openly communicating like hey today I am truly feeling exhausted overwhelmed yeah. overworked and I just need to rest I don't want to do nothing with the kids I don't want to yeah we all have <laughs> you know <laughs> like yes and being able to communicate that and talk through it and create plans for it will literally shift the dynamics of the relationship it really will yep all right number, number seven. seven we at the end y'all socially adept yeah listen yeah can you be in many social situations <laughs> and not make me look like a fool i'm sorry but i'm not sorry <laughs> make me look a fool listen like okay because mm-hmm. and i this came from for me when i was thinking about it this came from having dated guys mm-hmm. who were very much so this is me is who i'm gonna be around your mama your daddy your sister cousin oh, uncle yeah. it's how i'm gonna be at your workplace it's how i'm gonna be no please don't no you I'm cannot the same person in all those places i'm absolutely <laughs> i'm not i dated this one guy and it's dumb now that i think about it. this is a really dumb conversation but i was like when you meet my uncles they are going to like try you whatever he was like oh well i'm gonna show them that i'm not the one to try i'm like no 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 that's that's not that's not how that works right. like you have to kind of let the old the elder men and the do family they do their thing and you just feel play like along with it they're not going to disrespect you or you know yeah do anything like that they're just making sure that you know that protecting me is all of y'all's responsibility that's it but like just little stuff like that where it was like oh i can't take you around my family because you're going to disrespect them and then that's gonna come back on me. Yeah, they're gonna go, like, why does he disrespect you? Yeah, why you let him disrespect the exactly or like the I can't take you to this event at my job because you don't know how to act in a more professional environment because yeah. you lucky don't do nothing with professional environments. <laughs> I was about to say because you lucky be on the streets doing nothing, but because that was the situation back then. Yeah. Um, because unfortunately that was who I was dating, but like I can't take you anywhere I can't and people notice it and it's a little bit embarrassing it really is it is embarrassing when somebody says something about your partner yeah you're just like yeah it's a struggle I remember distinctively going to this teacher end of the year like social event Mm -hmm. And the person that I went with, number one, they came dressed like they was not at a high-class social event. That was number one. Aww. Number two, um, the interactions and engagements, like, with people at the event. It was just like, bro, like, we are not at, you know, your the homie's club. cookout. Like, I mean, it. I don't know. But just being able to... And, and this also goes other ways, okay? Yeah. Because my beloved husband is not a social person at all. Mm-hmm. so while he can go in different spaces mm-hmm. and 
he just sits there and he's kind of like low-key and chill Mm -hmm. we did have to have conversations about what it look like for you to go in this space or in this space like is you know can you be a little bit more open about talking to like my boss like because we're in a professional environment people want to get to know you yeah they want to be versus or even talking to my friends like if i'm inviting to my friend's house and you just kind of sitting in the corner you know just eating and doing nothing else like (laughs) that's gonna be kind of awkward so i mean it it can work in a myriad of ways it's not just like the unprofessional boy off the streets coming into a more professional environment but just being able to like be like a chameleon because i feel like women are pretty good at that no not all women women. I know some of them, and you'd be like, I'm not taking you nowhere. No way. <laughs> Absolutely. I don't not. know. I, ain't, I don't know if I got those kind of friends. We we all kind of like, we can go to the club. We can go, yeah. you know, to the professional event. We can go to the black tie event. We can mm-hmm. go, you know, to different places and we'd be good. I don't know. Yeah, no, some people I just, mm-mm. <laughs> no, man, you're not going to be there. But yeah, I can see that because I personally have not been in a situation like mm-hmm. that. But I've been around people who are in situations yeah. that are like, it is awkward. if you mm-hmm. could hide him right now, you would go in my purse. I'm I ain't bringing you back here ever again. Just wait for me in the car. <laughs> I can't. I'm not doing this. Um, but yeah, it's important. I think that you understand your lifestyle and mm-hmm. find someone who will mesh with that. Yeah, I think that goes with it because you cannot be like, I want a guy who ain't never been nowhere nice and expect him to be at high class events every weekend with you. Like you're going to have to have a learning. It's going to be a learning curve there if he even desires to be in that type of environment, you know? So I think it's important to truly understand your lifestyle and things that you like to do Mm -hmm. and finding someone who can really fit into that, maybe because they already do those kind of things. Yeah, because it will really help. I mean, quiet, a quiet person, Versus somebody who just has no clue. It's two totally two different, different things. things. And, you know, a quiet person, people understand people are quiet or, you know, introverts and this whole thing. Like, I feel like being introverted is cool now because yeah. of social media. Yeah. But people are cool with people being quiet. Like, oh, you're introverted, man. Me too. Like, you're really not. You just want to say that. Um, <laughs> if you're an introvert, I'm, you wouldn't yeah. be talking to me. No, right you'd be like, I'm an introvert, <laughs> extrovert. Yeah. Like, which one are you? <laughs> I ain't going to lie. I've said that. I'm an extroverted introvert. Nah. Not really. I was definitely an introvert. <laughs> I'm probably um, an extrovert. I just get tired of people real quick. Yeah. So I was just like, um, so you have to understand what you're willing to accept and what you're willing to be open to teaching. Because mm-hmm. you know, there is gonna be a learning you both have to learn each other and what works for each other. Yeah. So be willing to be a teacher in some some things, but know what your bottom line like now. Absolutely. I think that goes for all of these with the yeah. exception of being, well, I'm not going to say you can't teach somebody to be God-fearing because but I have seen marriages that I, I think there's convert. a thin line though of if, like this is the whole thing dating to evangelize like oh, yeah. don't do not do that now. Don't yeah. be like oh I can make him a Christian uh-uh. and he only doing certain things because he like you or he trying to get something from you and then he really not because yeah, that's, it, it that's goes different. back to the don't get in the ops like <laughs> are you really about to be dragging somebody like yeah like you don't want to have that effect but i do think that people can convert mm-hmm. or their relationship with god can grow and they can go from maybe just spiritual or like i believe in god but i really don't have a relationship uh-huh. to truly having a relationship 
but it truly has to be on their own terms. Mm-hmm. So always live a life that in, is an example because you can definitely lead by example. Yeah. But I wouldn't go into a situation saying he has everything but God-fearing. I'm going to make him God-fearing. Yeah. That ain't going to work. It's, yeah, it's not. And you'll lose a lot of your life trying to do it. I've seen it happen with some people oh some people in the older generation who yeah. i grew up around who married men who were not neither of the people were saved in and the then the woman yeah. got saved and the man never caught up to that um yeah. it could be very much a struggle mm-hmm. so but i do think for the most part um with the exception of being god fearing all of these other things can for the most part be taught maybe not family oriented either that's kind of or growth mindset I, I, I think you can teach i mean well scratch you can teach children how to have a right. growth mindset so if the man got the mind of a child maybe i don't know maybe I'm not the pass on that one. you can help him okay you can teach someone to be honest jesus can you teach somebody to be honest listen i don't want to make Pray it seem about like it. yes I don't want to make it seem like none of these things can be changed when you know I think that what can be changed <laughs> is their willingness to openly communicate yes communication but that, can absolutely be taught all these are based on the fact that if he has a desire to change it because you true. can't make anybody do anything they don't want to do so don't stress yourself about I'm that. trying to get a man more credit than they but desire. <laughs> openly communicate emotional awareness and some level of social adeptness mm-hmm. Mm. you can kind of teach those you can kind of feel your way but again mm. it also goes back to you you making a personal decision about what's acceptable for you yeah. what is your baseline for each one of these yeah um and then going and what from are you there. willing to do what are it, you right doing? it was this look like for you are you mm. socially adult? Right. are you That's honest right. are you emotionally aware because i just do not believe in any situation that you should expect from someone else something that you're not even willing to grow mm-hmm. into yourself Thanks. so you know these so are this all things this is it ladies and gentlemen if y'all are watching these are the things that we like right love the lord love love your family please have some goals that you're actually driving after please have a growth mindset about them yeah be honest stop lying to us god dang like i mean or lying to yourself or to yourself or to your family or to your job you ain't gotta play us just be true to it let us make our decisions based on what we're hearing and seeing from you yeah communicate yeah have some sense of your emotions my emotions yeah because they exist and then you know know how to move in different circles that's all we asking that don't sound like a lot to me it really not it's just seven things guys just Just seven seven. (laughs) they're important i was like they're important they're seven important things yeah but that's it so jot your list see where you are yep and fix it if you ain't there because that's why my friends is struggling out here in the streets right now trying to do the job oh i won't say not not you but some other people maybe oh maybe i don't know maybe where they're going (laughs) anyway y'all thank you for listening to this episode (laughs) this is the hood debrief where we discuss all things sisterly godly and ratchet all right until next time peace